so much for joining me here at Tam Talks. As you can see, we're going to go really deep with some real and honest conversation today. So I have invited my Gen Z and a few millennials in the background there, I think, um, <laughs> for some conversation because to be honest with you, we are really living in, we can call them uncertain times, different times, questionable times. And so I was dialoguing with some of our staff and we just kind of went deep in conversation and we thought, why not do table talk? Why not just sit around, wait, where's our table? I think we need a table, right? All right, next time, table. But um, the point is, we just want to get honest. We want to talk about some things that maybe you're thinking. We want to ask some questions that maybe you don't know where to get answers. And we just prayed, we asked the Holy Spirit to come and really just give us the right answers to dialogue with. Because we believe that God is a God that has answers. He's a God that cares about where we are today. So we just want to dive in. So first of all, thank you guys. Hey, we got a good-looking crowd here. Where's all the southern, like the blondes? I mean, we are in Southern California. I just realized, you know. That's true. All right. I guess you know. Well, we are still in Southern California, but I want to introduce you to the crew. So on the end, we have Caitlin, beautiful, beautiful Caitlin, and Annalise, our gorgeous Annalise, and Anjan. Gosh, aren't these cool names, Madison? You know, are, are these like millennial names or Gen Z names? And then we go with Julie. That Julie. Julie holds the fort down for us. She's going to have a lot of no. wisdom. Yeah. And Taylor really knows the word of God. Yeah. Not that you guys don't. I just, that kind of came out of me. All right. So <laughs> we're going to go really real. So let's first talk about um, the Gen Z is who we're talking about today. So let's kind of talk about that generation a little bit. What do you think Gen Z thinks about God today? Okay. What's their premise of God? Because they've kind of grown up with the bumper stick co coexist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of grow all these religions come together. Can't we all get along? Kumbaya. Can't we yeah. think that? Let's just jump in. Maybe Madison, you've got the mic now. What do you think Gen Z's think when we talk about God? Yeah. When I look at Gen Z, either they're very far away from the Lord because they've been hurt by the church. They've been told so many lies I mean, I know we'll probably jump in later about social media, but they have all of these other truths coming yeah. to them mm -hmm. that they've chosen to accept over God. So I think in that space, they put God really in the back burner. Mm -hmm. But then there are some Gen Zers, like those sitting on this couch, who they think of God, and they've been so desperate for Him. They've mm -hmm. longed for truth for so long yeah. that they're on fire. They're yeah. radically on fire yeah. for Him, which is what right. we were seeing at Asbury. It's what we are yeah. seeing sweep across the mm -hmm. nation. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a lot of it is this hot and cold. Either mm -hmm. they're running from God or they're burning for yeah. God. Good. Yeah. What, what, what would you guys say? Um, I can go. I would say the kind of the idea of who God is has really been like twisted in our generation. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of just thinking about of him as like an entity or as, as some sort of weird spiritual thing instead of the the powerful and almighty God that he is. And so because of like Madison was saying, all the truth has been twisted and everything. It's like a lot of Gen Z just doesn't know who God is anymore and doesn't know the truth of who God is. And so I feel like a lot of Gen Z is just kind of searching for some sort of truth um, and some sort of something to cling on to. They just don't know exactly mm -hmm. what it is anymore because of how much everything is so twisted and how everyone now it's like, oh, you can have your own truth and your own belief. Mm -hmm. There's no like now there's no true solid foundation of who God is mm -hmm. really in Gen Z anymore and people are just so confused. So let me ask this Annalise to you. We're living in a time since COVID, right? And COVID was such a lockdown. Mm -hmm. 
especially for your generation and and I feel like you guys lost a couple years mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of confusion when one thing we've said over and over on this podcast and this whole series is that you know Satan is a, a liar and a deceiver so he's yeah. deceived he brought fear mm-hmm. so if we kind of play the God question still are they asking where was God in all of this? Are there questions that Gen Zers have? Is that then forcing them to God? Or how do you think they feel coming out of the pandemic about where was God in all this and why this? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, what you're saying is there was a lot of questions after COVID and especially um, people just going through so many different things and depression right. and anxiety and stuff. It's like, is there even a God if people are going through this and right. people are asking those oh, questions and I think a lot of the issue with with Gen Z um, is that there's social media too so mm-hmm. people will ask those questions and you might not be getting answers that are you know biblical yeah. people yeah. are just giving their opinions and taking right. what yeah. like one person that. says and just believing it because one person says it mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. or because there's everyone's hopping on a bandwagon and yeah. they're not really researching what the truth is mm-hmm. they're right. not like going and looking at well why why did this person give me this answer or mm-hmm. what does the bible say about this like gen z i don't think yeah depending on what you're seeing on social media yeah. for right. sure yeah. right um and what your feed is like and stuff but mm-hmm. I, well you know it's so interesting because we do live under this umbrella of social media today mm-hmm. i was just dialoguing with someone the other day and she made the comment that her daughter said mom it must have been so much fun to live in the in the 90s because you didn't have social media I mean you know you didn't have cell phones you didn't Mm -hmm. have things that were constantly bombarding you Mm -hmm. this pressure and so let's dialogue a little bit about social media Caitlin let me just ask you here we are under this guise of social media and I had this epiphany on my prayer walk the other day to be honest with you and there's this pressure constant pressure because Madison you know you're on staff with me and and so you do my social media and I'm constantly saying you know did we get likes on that one how many people saw that Mm -hmm. and I can tell you from my heart to be honest with you I want my platform to be one that people are ministered to it's not that I care whether they like me or not but I use that platform for ministry so I want to think that I minister to people today but there's something in looking at that little number and then it's like not only the likes but did they respond how do we get engagement so there's a constant battle and i was praying the other day and i thought maybe i just get off of social media completely because i just don't like the pressure of performing and conforming so those are the two words i want to talk about i am constantly performing you know but do i have my filter do I look good today? I don't want to look like I'm my age. I want to look like you girls, you know, and I can do that through filters, right? And then I'm conforming. There's this conform spirit. So talk to me a little bit how you think social media is robbing our culture today. Oh my, I experienced it even firsthand with how I was and what I dealt with, especially during the pandemic time. You're, You're throwing all these ideas and all these like things that you should believe in. You're seeing so many, there's so much content that you're consuming just like rapidly, especially with like TikTok coming out and all that blowing up. It's like you scroll and you can see things that are happy and the next second it's something sad and it's like this whole roller coaster yeah. of emotion wow. and you're like Unnatural. where where am i <laughs> yeah. like you know right. you're never really like wow. stable in what you're right. seeing or experiencing and believing and i feel like that 
then throws us into like a very unstable you know mm. position because there's nothing i'm standing firm on i'm just getting sure. tossed right. by what society is yeah. saying left and right and i'm like where where do i go what do i believe in um you know cancel culture too is another yeah. thing where yeah. it's like yeah. you have to conform to what they say if you do this wrong or, or you don't do what this person believes then you're going to get attacked and you're going to get you know brought down and, right. and that can really tear you down and i feel like there's just so much pressure on social media and to get attention and to and to do what people like and you see that and it makes you feel good to get the likes and the followers and the posts but you know it really just causes just a lot of instability in your life and can kind of right. throw you around and mm -hmm. makes you search after what people see and you want to um uh, perform for people and not for God and that's you're not so living good. for, for that's the Lord. So good. You know, in so many scriptures we talk about be ye not conformed to this world right. but be right. transformed. Why by the renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. And you said it so beautifully. I guess I never really thought about the roller coaster of emotion mm -hmm. constantly. And yet we scroll, we scroll, we scroll and and comparing and and so let's jump back, you know, to you guys on the back row here. So mm -hmm. so Julie and Taylor, let's talk a little bit you're a little older, a few years older, okay, mm -hmm. so I will throw you in that millennial age, but it's still the culture today. It doesn't matter whether you are Gen Z or yeah. a millennial right. or a baby boomer or whatever age group you're in. We are under a spirit of delusion, yeah. right? And the Bible tells us in the last days there will be a spirit of delusion, mm -hmm. meaning we really can't even see. If we don't have the eyes of God, mm -hmm. if we don't yeah. really pray for the blinders to come off, right. like we pray around here, God, let me see what you see, mm -hmm. not yeah. what the world Amen. sees. Amen. Yeah. So yeah. tell me a little bit, Julie, give us some advice. I mean, I walk by your office. I see the word open. Mm -hmm. You know, there's got to be a battle in you mm -hmm. to constantly conform to the world. And you don't want to, but I'm going to be sure. transformed. I'm going to renew my mind. Talk to me a little bit how you do that. Yeah. Um, I think it's so, there's something so special about following Jesus, the way that you can even see it in the way that he's leading his disciples because they they're following the leader right so if i'm following jesus i have an opportunity to ask him god what do you mean about that god what do you say about that and i have um the holy spirit who's informing me of what's true as i'm walking out this life so with good. god yeah. and i think that's something different in just all of us there's there's so many voices and being on social media you know it kind of conforms to what you're interested in, what you're following. And then it's like, it's telling you what to follow and it's kind of following your lead. And so being very careful to guard your heart and saying right, like, yeah. I don't want that to um, tell me what's true because I want truth. I want the real thing. And if I'm going to the Bible or like yeah. anything like that. So it's um like, that is, I lost my train of thought. Mm -hmm. um, like we're in a generation that is seeking after truth is yeah. what I'm trying to but say. But you know what you just did? You just gave the gospel or a relationship with Jesus in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you talked about you chose to follow him, which is what we do at Salvation. I mean, we're all given an invitation. If you want to follow him, follow him. If you don't, you reject him. That's your choice. But when you follow Jesus, you've made him your Lord. And why, isn't it interesting that we call it selfies and yeah. followers? Wow. Okay, and the Bible talks about in the last days men and women will be lovers of self. Mm -hmm. right. I mean, it's so obvious the enemy's not even smart enough to try to run away from the word of God. He runs too. He uses the, the language from the word of God. So let's just call them selfies. And I, you know, it's so funny. I, I laugh at people taking mm -hmm. selfies until I catch, catch myself taking a selfie. <laughs> I do the same. You know, you see someone going, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, wait. And then they look at the mirror and wait, oh, this hair. Okay, no. 
you know, and you're like, idiot. Yeah. And then you turn around two minutes later and you're going, wait. Okay. So we, we, we do this. I mean, we all do it. I talked with Madison the other day and I said, you know, make sure you put good filters on me. You know, I want to look decent. And then I think all of a sudden my spirit, I thought, but is a filter a lie? Hmm. Okay. I'm getting really deep here. Right. I mean, is it a lie that I want to look better than I really look. I don't want to look my age. I want to look young. I want people to go, oh, she looks so good for her age. I don't know what, why that's a compliment, you know? You're still old. Um, but, but the point is we want to do these things, right? Yeah. There's all of these things that we want to do to preserve our youth or to preserve this. Yeah. And then we follow. So you just said it so well. Check your social media and find out who you're following. If you're not following somebody that's upright and godly and honest, yeah. then stop following them. Right. We are called to be followers of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think that's a really important step. Watch who you're following because they may lead you down the wrong road. Right. I want to segue in a minute, Taylor, to you because you are a children's pastor. Mm -hmm. And you obviously look at these beautiful young children every day. I love your heart for them. I love that you're seeing a movement that they, you teach them how to pray over one another, to prophesy over one another. But let's ask two questions. One, what's your biggest concern for, and this is really, I, my understanding is this is Generation Alpha. Yes. So this is obviously Z Alpha. Okay, get it. Um, so this is the next generation coming up. What's your concern for Generation Alpha and what is your hope? <sighs> That's so big. <laughs> Uh, my concern is they would stop following Jesus. Honestly, right now, their hearts are so pure before God. I'm so blessed to have so many kids who genuinely love Jesus. I don't say that because I'm their pastor. I say it because I see the fruit of it. They're it's excited true. about God. They talk about God. They tell me how they prayed for things, and they have seen miracles. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what God can do with a pure heart. Yeah. Um, my concern is that the influences around them would pollute what God has already done in them. Children have the most open soil, the most clear soil for mm -hmm. God to deposit his heart, his love, I'm not going to cry, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. just who he is on the inside of them. They don't have to try. They just, they're free. Yeah. They're loving. They, they don't worry really near as much as adults. So mm -hmm. my concern is that, that what's going on in the world around them would pollute just their pure uh, innocence. Mm -hmm. Innocence is God-given. We were created to be innocent before God. God made us righteous before him. And what the enemy tries to do, he's, he tries to come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he wants to take that innocence away and mm -hmm. throw in things that are just not of God. And it's so easy. I see some of the little girls with cell phones. And hey, yeah. I'm not their parent because parents can empower their kids to make the right choices with cell phones. That could be a good safety feature. However, if you don't have the right locks on there, if you don't have the right things on there, a kid can pull up anything in two seconds. Yeah. So um, I guess just being polluted mm -hmm. by the world yeah. is my, my biggest concern. Wow. Mm -hmm. As far as hope is, uh, when the, the world gets darker, um, the light becomes brighter. So yeah. I would say that uh, even in the midst of darkness, we're still preaching God's word. The, my kids love Jesus, and I pray for them every day. Lord, I thank you that all of my kids, they're not my natural kids, but they are my kids spiritually. I thank you that they shall be taught by you, and great shall be their peace. Yeah. So when the enemy tries to come at them, I'm like, oh, you better watch out. I know Jesus, and I know the calling he has yeah, over these right. kids' lives. And as long as I am placed over them as their mm -hmm. pastor, mm -hmm. I will see them continue to follow Jesus mm -hmm. all right. of the days of their mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, the hope that I have is the authority Christ has given me, me, us, everyone in this church to say no, what the enemy meant for evil, God's going to turn around for good. Yeah. We're going to choose 
to declare the truth mm. over these kids. Mm. They will not be polluted by the forces of the enemy, mm. and they're going to stay pure mm. and right before God, and right. they're going to make a difference wherever they go. So, right. so well that's said. my hope. So well said. Yeah. You know, it makes me think, Taylor, honestly, and I want to say to all of you listening, whether you are in Orange County, California, Anaheim, and you're looking for a place to have a pastor to believe in, pray over your kids like that, come check us out. But the point is, you've got to put people like this in your children's lives, and that's on you. Mm-hmm. Teachers, influences, yeah. friends. You let your child go spend the night with someone. Know who the parents are of that someone. You've yeah. got to be smart. Which leads me to my next question, because we definitely are living in a day that's very different. We know that. Um, the church has gotten much more, at least this church, actively involved in you know, call it politics or our country or America or what we have to say. And I, I do think there's been an absence, as you know, if you've been following me long enough, you know, my voice is that of be strong in your church, but, but know your voice and the country that we live in and the rights that we have. And I think it's interesting because I think millennials and definitely I've seen it in Gen Z are coming back to loving their country. I think Mm -hmm. we had a couple generations there that we're angry at America and not happy with America, but I've traveled the world. So if you don't like America, go find me another country. Mm-hmm. Personally, um, we have rights here and they're based on yeah, yeah. the rights that the, this, this country was founded on. So let's take a minute and talk about a few things here. One, how do you guys feel about Gen Zers? We'll start with you guys because you're the Gen Zers. How do you think they feel about our country? Mm-hmm. And then the second question might be to you guys a little bit more. Um, what steps can we take and should we be taking right now to educate, to go to school board meetings? This country's not our God. I've said it over and over. We serve a living God, mm-hmm. our Yahweh God, Jesus, mm-hmm. our Savior. But we are in an institution, a, a government, a country that gives way to the freedom of religion and speech. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that? Mm-hmm. You've got the mic. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like this is, again, based off of past experiences. Most of the people that I knew um, growing up, they they thought that America was very controlling. I mean, you'll see it now even with, you know, there's such a divide in America between people and their right. beliefs. And um, so many people just believe it's so controlling and it's so hateful and such a terrible place to be. And I've noticed that with a lot of the new generation, that's what they believe because that's what they're being taught. They're being right. taught, like, false history in school. Right. Or it's just, like, it's being twisted and manipulated so that they're getting taught these false... Um, agendas which is changing their mind and changing how they view america and how they view god as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um for me i i have friends on both sides of the spectrum so um i definitely see the two different perspectives but i see a lot i mean going back to social media how um there's like a, a cool way to think you know and right. it's it's for sure cooler to not like america and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but my mom immigrated from Vietnam during the fall of Saigon. She had to escape. So I always wow. grew up knowing that we are so lucky and blessed mm-hmm. to live in such mm-hmm. a free country and mm-hmm. to have these rights because my mom mm-hmm. and her family had to escape when Vietnam was mm-hmm. becoming communist. Mm-hmm. So um, it's almost like a lot of, I think a lot of Gen Z, they don't know what they have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. They don't know what else is out there and how lucky we are, like, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just wow. what what everyone else um, says just on social media as well. Like, it's it's easy to fall into um, conforming with what's, what hate everyone speech. believes. Hate speech yeah. is so easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, Angie, let's just talk a minute then. I mean, so what do we do? Say you, that's your, the majority of people. And, you know, it's so interesting. It's what's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's Satan's done that with every generation, every yeah. culture. You know, I grew up during Vietnam. 
you know, so it was cool to be a hippie, you know, it was cool to do whatever we did during that culture. So culture will always try to do what stands against God that makes it cool. But how do we make ourselves relevant? Because one thing we talk about at this church all the time, how do we, how are we culturally relevant to people, but with truth, with the word of God? So what would you say? How do you talk to someone who maybe they're not pro-America? Yeah. I mean, just because, I mean, I'm still in high school, so I still have a lot of friends that very go along with the whole idea of, oh, America's bad because of all the things that go on um, in the world. And I think it's just so important that those of us who know the truth and know the word of God, like, stand so firm on mm-hmm. what we believe and right. continuously, like, speak out about that. Mm-hmm. Because from what I've also learned in conversations that I've had with friends one-on-one is a lot of them will say that they believe these things. They say that they don't like America or they say that they believe very um, strongly in different different areas. But when you have conversations one-on-one, they show that they don't actually think that mm-hmm. way. Right. And I've had friends, even in private, like, give me notes and thank me for speaking out about Mm -hmm. certain things because there's so much fear Mm -hmm. that goes along with knowing and speaking the truth and so I feel like even with Gen Z when you look at Gen Z we think that oh they think these horrible ways and they're just clouded but a lot of them know the truth and are just Mm -hmm. so afraid of speaking it especially that goes along with cancel culture Mm -hmm. and everything it's just there's so much fear around it of like you getting hurt of people coming after you so and so it's so important as the body of Christ to go and to stand firm and to continuously speak out in other places to be the voices on social media that are speaking truth um, without fear of what other people are going to say and mm-hmm. to be even with Gen Z like to be in our high schools like with our youth pastor going into schools and not being fearful of speaking the truth mm-hmm. I think is going to be the most important yeah. thing and mm-hmm. um, and speaking positive positively about our country and how the Lord is going to lead us even into the last days and mm-hmm. um, yeah I just think I think being the the light and being mm-hmm. the ones that stand firm mm-hmm. on what we believe yeah. so that others feel that they can join into yeah. that so Madison that leads me to a question for you because as you know and many of you may know that we have something here um, called American faith as you know mm-hmm. Pastor Phil's working with you on that but the question would be and I wanted to set this up for you so you could see the transition because it's what we think it's what other people think And then we say we have to educate them. So the whole idea is let's just educate people. I think everybody has a right to believe what they want to believe. We truly do. That's why we're Americans. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what you don't know, how can you make a decision? Mm -hmm. And the one thing we haven't been educated on is our constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. And as we know, during COVID, so many people either shut down, locked down, conformed, because we weren't educated with the rights that our country stands for. I mean, if, if, if one of the blessings in living in America is the freedom to choose, you have to know what you have the freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. So with American Faith, we'll be starting a really cool program, and I want to tell you guys about it quickly, called Sign with 39. It's called We the People Project, where we're going to be training yep. the emerging culture in their constitutional rights. So when a child walks into school and a teacher says, you can't do that, they will know their constitutional right, and they would say, well, excuse me, um, absolutely I can, yeah. under article da 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 my constitutional right is. Right. And so we'll be launching a beautiful video series, and Madison will be featured in those, which you're so excited about. So tell me why, Madison, and I know you're beginning to study the Constitution, um, and you're like, whoa, did you know this? <laughs> and it's amazing because of ignorance. You know, they say, you know, ignorance is no excuse. Mm-hmm. The, the lack of ignorance of the law is no excuse. Talk to me a little bit of why you are willing to do this and passionate to educate the emerging culture in their constitutional rights. Absolutely. Well, if you look at the spiritual side of things, where is the enemy attacking the most? 
he's attacking our children Mm -hmm. and it starts with our youth. And so I think just foundationally teaching our youth, our children, their rights, their constitution. I mean, America was founded on the constitution. It is what protects us. It is what gives us a covering. It is what gives us our rights Mm -hmm. and kind of reverting really quickly back to just being in America and having certain rights. I feel like our generation, my the millennials and even the Gen Zs, we became lazy. Mm-hmm. We became um, silent. There was almost a slumber over us when it came to politics mm-hmm. or when it came to our rights as America. So it doesn't surprise me that a lot of Gen Zers are saying they hate America and that we've fallen into a negative place. Well, the reason we've fallen there is because our generation did not stand up for our rights. Mm-hmm. We became silent. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so when it comes to the children, we want to teach them that we are not a communist nation in the name of Jesus, but that we will be a nation that has a rights and we are one nation under God. Mm -hmm. And so when we can teach our children that truth and we can build up an army who will not be afraid to stand or coward Mm -hmm. or to cower under the pressure, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well, then we're gaining America back again. Amen. Amen. So excited. Well, stay tuned. You guys are going to find out more about that. But I want to ask one, two more questions and then we'll, we'll be done. But I think we should do this again. This is do you guys fun. like this? I think, I think you guys have some great insight. So Julie, let me hop back to you. Um, we've had a discussion lately here at the staff and we're talking about the economy and what's happening in the economy. And again, it comes, there's so much ignorance. I right. mean, if we, if we look at all the bailouts from COVID and how our government really encouraged you not to work during COVID and let us just pay you to stay home. Um, Don't get me started on that. And I understand there was fear. We didn't know what it was and people were dying. And so I don't take that lightly, but hindsight Mm -hmm. always gives us more perspective. And so we're looking at it now going, wow, a lot of people haven't gone back to work and the government keeps bailing us out. And as we know, the government cannot keep bailing us out. Mm -hmm. And if you saw what, uh, you know, the, the statistics yesterday with 191 you know, 100,000 jobs were lost and all these different tech companies. And so we are either on the verge of or in a recession. To be honest, it's where we are. Talk to me a little bit about how you feel about that because that's really going to affect your generation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my husband and I, we've, we're older and we've, we've seen a lot and we've made some plans, but this is affecting you guys, honestly. So tell me what you think is you're coming from a faith-based perspective. So give me a little bit of I would be fearful, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I think there's a lot of opportunity to be fearful, but um, living a life in God, you can see his provision yeah. in the right. way. I mean, in my own life, like I'm not from here, so I kind of just took a step of faith and, you know, made it work, but just didn't know what was going to be on the other mm-hmm. side, but trusting that the Lord had a promise and that he had a plan and that it wasn't for no reason that he would call me into a new place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even having that opportunity in the middle of like, I had an established place to live with all my friends and all the, you know, income and whatever. Now, God, where are you going to put me? Mm-hmm. Because I need your provision. I need you to move me to a place that would help me thrive and keep me safe mm-hmm. and all of the things. And, um, yeah, just watching the Lord be faithful to who he is, yeah. is powerful. And it gives me faith to, again, step out on the water and say, like, I don't know what's on the other side of this. The unknown is real, mm-hmm. and but I know who God is, and that's I know right. that he's faithful and true, yeah, and that he right. does not deny himself. Yeah, so, right. um, yeah, it's just watching him come through in a lot of ways. People are losing their jobs. People are, you know, struggling with buying food and mm-hmm. everything like that. And mm-hmm. stepping into the next season with God has been amazing yeah. because... Yeah like in a way that made no sense for me to stay here. Like it really is amazing. And like 
to your faithfulness to mm-hmm. you, you and Pastor Phil being able to stand strong in truth and say like, no, we are going to, we're not moving, you know, yeah. we're going mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. We're taking the mm-hmm. word and we're just believing God for yeah. who he is. Yep. Right. Um, that paves the way for the mm-hmm. rest of us to see, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be afraid either. I'm going to stand tall mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know that the word is true. I know that God is true. Yeah. And yeah. like, let every man be a liar. God is faithful Amen. to me. So. Amen. Preach it, girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think our time is up, but I just want to conclude, Taylor, with you really quickly because I just didn't think you might have a word that we might want to end with. Again, a word of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it this morning in our staff meeting. And what I love right now, and we're going a couple minutes over, but that's okay, is the enemy wants to bring fear and confusion, dissension and, and anxiety, and all of those are his strategies, those are his tactics. But I love what's happening right now, and I love the fact that we have nowhere else to go but God. And the one thing we've talked about through our church-wide prayer and fasting is that when a people get to the end of everything they have, they find the only thing they have left is God. And I think that's where we are, Taylor. I actually am giddy about a massive revival that's getting ready to come yeah. to our country right. because it's time to turn. That's right. What, what do you think? Give us a word as we close. Gosh, I could not agree more. I don't love what's happening around us, but what I love is Jesus is our anchor. Right. In a time right. of a storm, who keeps us grounded? It's him. It's, it's his word. In a time where there's fear and there's worry, we can choose to be full of faith where people are like, how come you think great things are going to happen? Well, I know my God. Yeah. God, if you believe in Jesus, he is your source. You can go to him and he is the water that never, he, he never runs dry ever. So if you're lacking um, hope in your life, faith in your life, go to Jesus. Say, God, would you give yeah. me a word? Would you speak over my life? When Jesus speaks, things change. He can speak sure. to the storm, even the storms in your life, and they can be completely calm. If you go, if you know God is your source and you continually go to him, your life will continue to change yeah. and transform. Mm-hmm. We know when we go to God's word, um, it transforms us. And as a result of God's word getting in our hearts, it gets out of our mouths and then our lives change and then it starts to change the people around us. Mm-hmm. So believers are not meant to stay in the dirt. We're meant to be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Sure. That's God's word. He never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, yeah. Good word, good word. Well, if you've given up hope, on today or the generation of today, I think your mind has just changed (laughs) because God is moving in a mighty way today. And I just want to conclude with this, that if you begin to speak truth, life, the word of God, hope, prosperity, goodness over your life, the fruit of the spirit over your life, you'll begin to see that God does have exceedingly, abundantly, beyond more than you could ever even ask or think. You know, my husband this morning in staff meeting said, don't ask for what you need ask for more. And God wants to give us more. So, hey, I hope you've enjoyed this time together with our TAM Talks. I told you it'd be real and honest conversation. Mm -hmm. And I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for being a voice and a face of the next generation. God is moving. So until next time, have a great day. We love you guys. Bless you. Take care. Bye-bye.